Welcome to another edition of the Sports Rotation. As always, I'm your host, Jay Butler. Thank you for being in the rotation with me. A lot of stuff to get into today. We have people going crazy because of uh, rankings. I thought we, we gave up on rankings or we stopped caring about rankings when we were in high school. That seems like a high school thing, even more like a girl thing to me. Not to put down girls, but it just didn't seem like something that guys usually found themselves caring about. I think this whole entire thing of of guys caring about what people are saying about them, I think that all started with Twitter. That's why I say guys shouldn't be involved with Twitter. I'm a hypocrite myself. I have a Twitter account only because I'm trying to reach more people. But as soon as guys started getting involved with Twitter, it's like they became like 16-year-old girls. Even the whole entire thing, tweet, 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 tweet. Sounds like something a 16-year-old girl would do. But we have people who are going crazy over rankings. We have um, two coaches that finally came to their senses. I don't know what they were smoking, but they seems like they put the pipe down. And we have Odell Beckham, who was challenging Russell Westbrook to a dance-off? Really? But I'd like to get into what I call optics. Sometimes you got to pay attention to the optics, and sometimes you just don't have to pay attention at all. And I was looking at this Baker Mayfield uh, story. It's, it's getting to be an older story, but people keep talking about it, so I figured I'd comment on it just a little bit. With Baker Mayfield and that win over Ohio State, uh, there was a lot of uh, uproar, a lot of outrage, because apparently he grabbed the Oklahoma flag and took it to midfield and planted it. And Well, I shouldn't say planted it, tried to plant it in midfield with the rest of his teammates. It was amazing to me to see how many people were outraged over that, like he had committed some crime. Even, really, it was amazing to see him come out and defend himself and then apologize for it. Like, I, I don't think that you really needed to apologize for that. I don't really believe that you needed to have a press conference to explain why it is that you were doing what you were doing. You were jacked about winning. That team totally kicked your butt last year, made you look awful. I understand going ahead and, gra- and, and, and grabbing that flag and, and just feeling that rush of excitement. What I don't understand Dude, you've played on, on college, on AstroTurf before. You've played in that stadium before. You don't know that by taking that flag, you're not actually going to be able to plant it into the ground? That's the thing that I had some questions about, like your mental capacity. And it's amazing. People, people seem to be more outraged over this than his DUI that he, he had um, before the year started. There are more people who are coming out saying that he needed to apologize for him uh, like trying to plant a flag than over his being intoxicated while behind the wheel of a vehicle. People pay attention to too many too many optics that just don't matter. Just you know, you just get caught up in the small stuff, things that just are irrelevant. But I wanted to touch on this whole entire ranking system. Apparently, uh, there was an 80 panel experts who uh, looked at Carmelo Anthony's career and just decided he was a toilet 
a toilet bowl player uh, at this particular stage in his career. He was ranked, what was it, number 65 out of 80 players. He was ranked 65, or I forget how many exact players that he was ranked out of, but 65, Carmelo Anthony. You know, it's funny, when you start to get into the position that Carmelo Anthony is in, when you start to get into his career and you look back, I guess I could kind of see you being a little bit upset about this, but to me, these rankings are ridiculous. Even though they did have a point two years ago, uh, Kobe Bryant was ranked 93rd. Everybody thought that they had lost their mind, and Kobe Bryant put up the worst statistical year for a shooting guard that I had ever seen. That's including the Pete Myers years in Chicago. Just god-awful ugly. Just jacking shots, just not passing the teammates, just doing the Kobe tour, just Kobe, 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 Kobe. Three-point shot, three-point shot. I'm not open. Three people are on me. I'm taking the shot anyway. My last year, I don't care. You paid me. But there was a a lot of uh, uproar over it, and um, Carmelo came out and said, well, you can't make sense out of nonsense, which was a pretty good line. But I'm just surprised at how thin-skinned a lot of these NBA players are. And really, not understanding what's going on uh, with ESPN, they only released, they didn't release all of the names. They only released portions of the names, or parts of the names on that list. And to me, it's obvious. You're just trying to get people to click on their page. I mean, it only makes sense. There's, like, we're only in week one there was a dreadful week one of the NFL season, just terrible all around. It seemed like a lot of teams needed one more extra preseason game. But, yeah, he was ranked 65, and LaMelo Ball, or am I even saying, yeah, um, Ball, the Ball kid, I forget his name. Ball. I mean, there's so many balls. LeVar Ball, like, overshadows everybody. But, um, Lonzo Ball, I knew it would come to me. Anyway, Lonzo Ball was ranked 63rd. But they were going off of how a particular player is able to affect the win share of the team. And, you know, what I got to really uh, question Carmelo about is not really this ranking, but why you didn't win more games in New York. I mean, I understand there was a lack of talent for many of the years that he had been in New York. And you have to go back to the the Woodson years as a head coach in order to find a, a team that actually fielded some kind of talent it's aside from this last year. I mean, you had Derrick Rose, who is, you know, broken down Derrick Rose. He wasn't broken down this year. You had Kristaps uh, Porzingis, you had Gomez Hernandez, Joaquim Noah, no, you didn't have, but you had some talent, enough talent to me to be able to get into the playoffs, at least to overtake the Bulls for the last playoff spot. I don't know what the deal was with that. And in, even in the beginning of the year, the Miami Heat couldn't win a game. Sure, they won that. They like won 30 games after the All-Star break, but they couldn't buy, buy a win. Had all kinds of injuries. And yet New York still wasn't able to get into the playoffs. 
I think that's more of a problem with you, Melo. You were the one who wanted to take more money and be irrelevant. And that's exactly what he's been. He's been irrelevant. And instead of caring about these rankings and caring about the fact that you're 65th out of 80, how about you look around uh, the league to see how many teams would actually want you on their team? Because right now, I could think of, off the top of my head, probably three. Cleveland might take you, but they don't need you. Houston wants you, and Portland wants you. What other team is going to want Carmelo Anthony, who doesn't play any defense? Yes, he, he will get you 24 points a game, but he'll need like 23 shots per game to do it. I think in this point of your career, you need to ask yourself why you're not relevant. Because I'm looking at this list, and there were a lot of players on that list who affected the win share of their team more than Carmelo Anthony did. Which is disappointing given the amount of talent that he actually had on the New York Knicks this particular season. But there were times just watching the Knicks, it was just awful. I mean, you looked at the head coach, Jeff Hornacek, and you could tell by the expression on his face just how it was going. Just like, just watching Melo just chuck up shot after shot after shot. Not getting anybody involved in the offense. Totally ignoring Christos Rizingas, who, despite what Carmelo thinks, is the future of the New York Knicks. It, of course, it didn't help with Derrick Rose, who didn't know how to pass. He never was a pass-first point guard. But given the amount of talent that he has and the amount of talent that he had on that team, there's no excuse for not being able to make it into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. That's on you, Melo. You should be caring about that more than you should be caring about your ranking on a, on, a, on a system that no one even really cares about. I don't know why you're wasting your time on that. You should be spending your time uh, getting ready for the season or deciding which team you're eventually going to sign with. Waive that no-trade clause. There was another... Ranking system. Let's tell you how ridiculous ranking systems are. After the first week in the NFL, you had the Pittsburgh Steelers who were ranked number one because they won a playoff game by three points against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm supposed to think you're a top team because you beat a rookie in his first start at home. ranking systems as people pay attention to things that they don't need to waste their time paying attention to it's interesting I, I looked on the news and I saw that there was uh, some reports that Odell Beckham was um, in a dance competition with Russell Westbrook I'd actually like to see that I'd wondered who'd win out of Odell Beckham and Russell Westbrook I mean, Russell Westbrook has moves on the court. You figure it would translate over into, into the dance floor. And given the theatrics that uh, Beckham shows when he's on the field every time he uh, catches a touchdown pass, I'd, I'd actually pay, I'd actually, I wouldn't pay money to see it, but I'd, I'd push some people over to see it. Maybe some old people, some children, women included. I'd want to see that. 
But there is a lot of people who were a little bit confused because they were wondering why it is that Beckham could be in a dance competition and not be available for that game on Sunday night versus the um, Dallas Cowboys. And I got to say, if I'm Odell Beckham, I would be dancing too. I would be dancing all the way to the front office of the New York Giants, telling them, or not even telling them, just taking the game tape, slamming it down on the, office, on the, the table of their GM, and just yelling, give me my money. Because that's how bad the Giants' offense was. You know, probably an 85% available player like Beckham would have made some kind of a difference. But it's just amazing to me how much top wide receivers can elevate quarterbacks who are average to mediocre players. Eli had it for years. He had Plaxico Burris who was elevating him. Donovan McNabb wasn't an average player, slightly above average, but just go back and look at the QBR for Donovan McNabb when Terrell Owens got on the, the, uh, the Eagles team. Numbers just shot up. It was the only year that he, he threw for over 30 touchdown passes in a year. Numbers just went off, off the charts. Even with um, Tom Brady, you look at those uh, years when when uh, Moss was on that team and the amount of touchdowns that Brady threw is just ridiculous. Wide receivers do matter. They are able to elevate mediocre quarterbacks. I guess I, I do have a, a little bit of uh, a point taken away from me because why wasn't Brock Osweiler better than what he was when he was playing for the Texans? So, okay, I'll give you one example of where that doesn't work. But for the most part, I mean, look at Andy Dalton also. Andy Dalton, red rifle. Not to me, he isn't. But look at, look at the fact that A.J. Green was able to keep Andy Dalton relevant and get him max contract money. $96 million. They're still on the hook for three more years of that ridiculous contract that they handed out to Andy Dalton, all because he was able to get A.J. Green, a six-foot-five human being, the ball. I'm starting to think that maybe the Redskins should pay uh, Kirk Cousins this money and just find an elite wide receiver, just throw him a bunch of money at him too. That would help Kirk Cousins out a lot with his accuracy a lot with his stats, a lot with his ability to actually um, be a, a bona fide, uh, high-level caliber uh, NFL quarterback. But look what was happening also with Matthew Stafford. For years, Calvin Johnson, just putting up ridiculous stats with Calvin Johnson. Threw for 5,000 yards with the Calvin Johnson. It was able to take people's minds off the fact that they didn't win anything that they barely didn't make the playoffs. I couldn't even say they barely made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs with Calvin Johnson. But definitely, high-level wide receivers in this league do matter as far as elevating the ability of mediocre quarterbacks. The same thing goes for, um, for um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, excuse me. 
you can't tell me that Julio Jones hasn't had a significant impact on Matt Ryan's career while he's been in Atlanta. Matty Ice. Who has that choke job of a, of a Super Bowl uh, loss on his um, resume there. But when you have that kind of talent, there's no excuse for not being able to get them the ball. But rankings, rankings are just overrated. They don't matter. Don't pay attention. Don't get caught up in optics that don't matter. I saw that there were two coaches who finally came to their senses, and I'm wondering what took them so long in the first place. I'm looking at Chuck Pagano, and I'm wondering why. Why in the world did you go into the season knowing full well that Andrew Luck was not going to be healthy? You went into the season with Scott Tolson as your backup quarterback? This just tells me that there's a lot of bad decision-making going on in the NFL. Because you have Colin Kaepernick out there. And I understand what people are, are questioning whether or not Cap wants to actually play in the NFL. I get it. Especially with him coming out and talking about Jamel Hill and offering support for her because of the comments that she made against uh, President Trump. That ESPN uh, so conveniently distanced themselves from. It's amazing how people don't want to make a political statement, but you are, in fact, making a political statement when you call someone else's political stance inappropriate. <laughs> I don't think it kind of works that way fully. Jamel Hill calling um, a Donald Trump a white supremacist. I have nothing to back that up. I'm not even touching that. But it was interesting watching Cap come out and tweet something in behalf of Jamel Hill. And I kept wondering, why in, the why in the world aren't you talking about how much you want to be a starting NFL quarterback? How come I keep hearing more things about that than, or, or about you tweeting in behalf of, of, of people who are protesting? There are no tweets going on about how you're trying to get back into the league. So yeah, I do, in one way, question uh, Cap's willingness to go back into the league because he goes back into the league, his protest kind of has to die with that. As long as he's out of the league, protests can keep going. We can, we can still keep this story just spinning and spinning and spinning about how people aren't taking him on because they don't want to get involved with the, the, the politics that Cap has and that whole entire... Um, kneeling for the, the national anthem. But I do find it interesting that there are at least, what, 10 NFL teams who overlook just throwing some money at Colin Kaepernick's way. I, I don't understand. San Francisco? San Francisco got rid of Colin Kaepernick. I get that. But when you're looking at the Colts, for example, you had to know... Either you didn't know that Andrew Luck was not going to be available, and that just makes you incompetent. I don't know if you were just wishing on a star that Andrew Luck's shoulder was just going to miraculously heal itself. But I'm looking at that team wondering, why didn't you guys get into the whole entire Colin Kaepernick sweepstakes? About throwing some money that way. You're telling me that Kaepernick isn't better than Scott Tolson. I'm looking at the Jags. The Jags 
for for the longest time you have Blake Bortles, and then you came out and said that there was an actual competition going on between Chad Henney and Blake Bortles. I don't understand what it is that you're trying to prove, other than the fact that Tom Coughlin just is not trying to to get involved with. Um, well, he just doesn't strike me as a man who would support anything that Colin Kaepernick is, is trying to get across. Coughlin seems like a, a buttoned-up, tight-lipped um, president. He doesn't want any part of, of what's going on with Kaepernick. But I don't get that. Why, why go out, sign all of those defensive players, you sign or you um, draft Leonard Fournette, you're trying to be an actual viable team, possibly even win the AFC South, which isn't that hard, by the way. It's not like you have, like, I mean, that's the most winnable, um, the most winnable division that I know of in, in, in all of football, that AFC South. But you position yourself in order to get better by leaps and bounds. And yet you still go into the season knowing that you have that situation with the whole entire quarterback situation. You know you're not going to give Blake Bortles um, or sign him for an extension. And he's due to owe you like $18 million. Or you owe him $18 million. But why not get into the Colin Kaepernick sweepstakes? Why not see what he can do on that team? just amazing to me just some bad bad gming going on in the league to go along with the the bad quarterbacking that we're seeing in the league as well i was very disappointed because during the hurricane i wasn't able to see uh tony romo's debut on cbs and usually i hate cbs i can't stand when games are are um are played on cbs or broadcast on cbs because they're just so second rate, so pasty. Just don't offer any kind of perspective whatsoever that's interesting. It's like they they have a, a target audience and that's what they choose to stick with. I guess that's why they have like 80 CSIs on that, on that channel. But um, I heard that he was excellent. Just was able to call out plays, could see things happen before they actually took place, that he was accurate with um, a lot of his, his, um, his play calling, not the play calling, but this the analysis part of it, that he was engaging, that he was well-spoken of, or well-spoken, I should say. So I was disappointed that I wasn't able to see that debut for Tony Romo. And I was happy to see, because I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan, going to be one until the day I die. But I was happy to see Romo being able to transition from being the quarterback of the Cowboys into getting into broadcasting. Just because I, I figured he seemed like somebody who had interesting takes. I mean, being, being a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, being in constant contact with Jerry Jones, you've got to have some interesting stories that you can uh, tell the audience at some point. 
I know at, at some point he's going to let some of those stories slip. So I, I'm, I was very interested in seeing that. Uh, but I couldn't because of the hurricane that was going on. Thank goodness the hurricane didn't hit us or impact us that much. Um, too bad there was a... There were parts of South Florida that were hit very hard by the hurricane, but um, there there was a lot of coverage of the hurricane going on, so we didn't we weren't able to see the um, the games that were taking place. But maybe that was a good thing because there were so many bad games that were taking place. Maybe me missing out wasn't the most terrible thing that could have happened to me, aside from our house being just totally taken away during a hurricane. But it was was interesting was seeing how these um, these um, national anthem protests are, are starting to die down. I saw that the Cleveland police, the firefighters, how they joined in unison with the um, the NFL players. Got, I mean, guys will do anything to have some type of contact with professional athletes. Even if it means going against something that they believe in. I'm sure if you were to ask the majority of those uh, firefighters and policemen, would they agree with the protest? They would say no. But just to be in the same atmosphere with those NFL players, guys will do anything to get their face up in there. Gosh, I mean, principles, people. Stand by your principles. But I don't see this thing lasting. When you look at the NFL, it's not like they are widely known for being unified in anything. Even with the collective bargaining agreement. There is no reason why the uh, commissioner has the power that he has. Other than the fact that a lot of NFL players weren't willing to stand to stand up and say, hey, we don't want this guy having this amount of power. They weren't unified enough to get that done. They cared mostly about the money. And, I, you know, I can't really blame them. I mean, you got malice to feed. The NFL career is only two, what, two, three years. But they weren't unified in that. So this whole entire national anthem protest... I see there being a disconnect between younger players and older players, younger players probably not caring. NFL owners haven't threatened anybody about whether or not they protest or not. Young players don't really see this as a problem. There's a disconnect going on. So I don't see these protests lasting very long. I see it dying down rather quickly, actually. But that's the way of the world. I mean, it's like, with, just give it, give it 24 hours and, and something else will come along to take our minds off of whatever nonsense that we feel passionate about. I'm more interested to see what happens or takes um, that comes about this investigation into Michael Bennett. To see whether or not he made up this story about the police. I know the police did arrest him. I know that there were uh, police officers who did have guns drawn, but given the situation that they rushed in there and there was a whole bunch of black people around and they just singled out Michael Bennett because, as he says, he was black, just doesn't seem to hold up. So I'm very interested to see what happens as a result of that investigation. Not saying that he's lying, just saying that I'm interested to see where it goes. But that's all I got for you guys. 
Uh, I want to thank you for being in the rotation with me. Remember, check me out on uh, Google Play under the Sports Rotation. You can also go to the sportsrotation.squarespace.com. Again, that's the sportsrotation.squarespace.com. Have a good one, and I'll see you guys on the other side.